ShareCare is the leading online health and wellness engagement platform, providing millions of consumers with a personal, results-oriented experience by connecting them to the most qualified health resources and programs they need to improve their health. It's time now for ShareCare Radio on RadioMD.com. Here's your host, Dr. Daria. Welcome back, everybody. We are switching gears to some fun topics. We're talking beauty right now. And I don't know if you're anything like me, Dr. Daria here. I am a hoarder of all things beauty products. I love them. I will buy anything. I have been tempted by the greatest uh, marketing messages at times. And, uh, you know, I end up having a lot of them under the cabinet, which I know a lot of you have too. But the reality is those products, a lot of them expire which means they're also A, not as effective, and B, they can even be harmful. All of our skincare needs change as we age, as much as I'd hate to admit that my skin does not look like it did when I was 19. And with the season changing from the winter to the summer, you often have different needs for what you're gonna, for the different seasons. And of course, as I mentioned, there are those products that are all just hype. So time for some spring cleaning. Let's get to our beauty cabinets. And to help us do that today, I have an amazing dermatologist. She's here in Atlanta, Dr. China Steele with me. Check out our website. It's atlantadermatologist.com or her on Twitter at Steele, S-T-E-E-L-E, Derm. Dr. China Steele, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Well, I want to dive right on in because dermatologists, y'all see all the good stuff. You go to the conferences, you know the really good skincare tricks. So number one, I want to know what's your favorite skincare trick, especially going into the summer? Um, so I'm all about keeping it simple. Um, and for every person, every person's skin is a little bit different. So you know, a lot of times you have to pay attention to the feedback that your skin is giving you. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people want to use a particular regimen or the products that their friends use. You know, oh, I hear that I should use a toner. I hear that I should use a moisturizer. But I think it's most important to sort of pay attention to your own skin and, and figure out if it feels dry, if it feels like it needs a little more hydration, a little bit more moisture. And then sort of build your skincare routine based mm-hmm. on that. Um, so That's a really good this, point. It's not a one-size-fits-all, no matter what. Yeah, exactly. Um, and going into the spring, what I'm noticing is that a lot of my patients kind of sort of fall into two categories. Um, some are experiencing a lot more irritation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of the allergies that people you know experience with their runny nose and itchy eyes and all that sort of thing, they can also have irritated skin. So Mm -hmm. fine red bumps and itchiness and dryness. And Mm so switching to a skincare routine that's sort of more soothing is very helpful, including a cleanser that's soothing. Um, Sometimes the toner would be helpful and also a moisturizer that is sort of a calming effect Mm -hmm. on your skin. Now... Um, are there specific yeah, brands or ingredients that you tell people to look for that are, you know, that you really like for soothing? Um, so as far as a, um, as far as the cleanser, I like my favorite cleanser is by IS Clinical, which is something that we sell in our um, in our office. Mm-hmm. I find that it cleans the skin really well without being too stripping of the skin. Mm-hmm. So my patients who may even have a little rosacea or a little acne tend to do well with it. 
Um, it has some alpha hydroxy acids in it, which are always good for sort mm-hmm. of rejuvenating the skin um, and also combating any breakouts that you might have. Very good. Rejuvenating and combating breakouts. I, I love it. Always good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you said that it's kind of like the soothing for the irritated skin types. And you said there was, is there a second category you were saying? Yeah. So then some of my other patients, when they're, we're moving into the more humid um, seasons, tend to have an issue with oiliness. So mm-hmm. um, where they just feel like, you know, they wash their face in the morning and an hour later they, you know, are like it, an oil sweat. Yeah. It's shiny and oily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but of know, course, sometimes... Sometimes that's because they're overstripping it, so you can be overreacting to that, which creates Absolutely. more of a problem. Absolutely, and that and that's definitely again something to pay attention to. You know, if you're using something that's supposed to be, you know, making your skin a little more balanced, but you end up being overly oily, it's something uh, where you yeah. need to switch something around. But yeah, I remember when, when I was a teenager, I thought, well, if a little bit of this acne cream is good, then a lot is better. And just ended up having a huge reaction. It wasn't until later I learned that really wasn't a good idea. It happens all the time. <laughs> um, but I do like a cleanser. Actually, there um, is one by SkinCeuticals I like a lot called LHA Cleanser, which is my favorite for patients that have oily skin. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that it strikes the perfect balance of being able to address the oiliness and, and mm-hmm. kind of leave it that way over the course of the day without mm-hmm. overly stripping it or leaving patients to have a sort of reaction in the other direction of getting more oil production. That's great. I love that. I'd, and then do you have somebody who is oily? Often that means they're going to be skipping moisturizer, but mm-hmm. that's not always necessary, right? Are there some that you recommend for them? Um, so especially in the summertime, I love like a hyaluronic acid gel, which mm-hmm. adds moisture or adds hydration without necessarily adding moisture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and a lot of times that's the issue with moisturizer and with sunscreens where people put them on and say like, oh, it just feels yucky. Like it feels mm-hmm. too much. Um, so the hyaluronic acid peptide gel does a great job of providing hydration without feeling heavy or oily or greasy. Great. So you can get that moisturizer. Fantastic. Now, you know, Dr. Steele, I want to back up and also ask, you know, you're a local dermatologist. What was it that, you know, obviously you're so passionate about this topic. What was it that made you want to go into dermatology in the very first place and really be able to address this stuff? So when I was in med school, I had done all those sort of internal medicine, rotations mm-hmm. and surgery and all that. And I liked some things about each of those. But what I liked about the skin was that patients could their conditions and relate to them, which is the Mm -hmm. total opposite of something like high blood pressure or high blood sugar, which is, you know, a number to patients. They can't really see it. It's not really palpable to them. Mm -hmm. But with the skin, it's the complete opposite. So they say, look at this bump. That wasn't here before. Or look at this rash. It's itchy or it's irritated. So for me, it was just a more gratifying way to be able to meet the needs of my patients. Mm-hmm. And I, I, one of the things I've also loved about dermatology is that you're helping people's health because often it's the, you know, their inner health is going to reflect on their skin, but you're also helping them with their self-confidence when you have somebody who you've either mm-hmm. helped them with severe acne or other skin condition that really was, you know, making them upset or stressed. So 
I, I love that. It's a little bit of health and beauty all at the same time. It's a great yeah, aspect absolutely. of your specialty. Now, all right, and, and thank you for that. And again, all of our listeners, we're talking to Dr. China Steele. Find her here in Atlanta at atlantadermatologist.com or uh, at Steele Derm on Twitter. Um, so, okay, China, tell me, as uh, myself, a victim who has fallen uh, to uh, – any, a number of skincare marketing hypes, even when I know they are not real. And I know that putting caviar blue eggs on my skin isn't going to do anything. Give, you know, give me what's one of the very worst marketing hypes out there that we should all just cross off our list. Um, so I don't know that this is completely, um, I don't know that there's anything wrong with these products, but I, I remember about mm-hmm. a year or two ago, BB and CC creams became all the rage. Yeah, of and course. It was, everyone felt like they needed a BB or CC cream. Mm-hmm. And the truth of it was that they were sort of the same products that were repackaged and renamed, but through this sort of marketing hype, it, everyone felt like they needed it. And they needed yes. a new one, and it was going to revolutionize their skincare routine. This is so, what we were told. Absolutely. Absolutely. I saw it everywhere. So Uh things like that, where if there seems to be one thing that comes out that is sort of recommended for everyone, and then it's probably just not the case. Um, Mm -hmm. If you are already happy with your skincare routine and you feel like you're getting what you need, no need to buy the newest, greatest thing. It may not be Mm -hmm. the right thing for you. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing that I see a lot is that there will be one ingredient that becomes the end all and be all and you mm-hmm. see it in, you know foods and you see it in lotions and you see it in skincare products and my favorite one was um, pomegranate because you oh, know yeah. we all were drinking pomegranate martinis mm-hmm. but we it was so the, it was the trendy <laughs> pomegranate was definitely the trendy uh, nutrient du jour Absolutely. And it was the antioxidant that everyone had to have. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that there is some value in it. Um, but again, it's good to evaluate the skincare or the product as a whole without getting caught up in that one trendy item, whether it be mm-hmm. the name of it, like a BB or CC cream, or that one ingredient that seems to be in everything at, between the beauty mm-hmm. store and the grocery store and mm-hmm. everywhere else. It's probably a good lesson, whether it's skincare or fashion. If there's that one item that everybody's wearing <laughs> and it's the bubble butt skirt, it's probably yeah. A, not going to be around next season and may not make everybody look good. Definitely not me, I know for sure. Same thing with skincare. So you're really right, getting back to your point that you said about pay attention to your own skin. Uh, so flipping that from things that are really hype, I know a lot of my friends who are dermatologists, you know, talk about some products, you know, from the drugstore, really inexpensive stuff that they think is really great. Do you have a couple that, you know, are really inexpensive, but really can be effective on the skin? Um, so I will tell you one of my favorite items, and this is sort of not a beauty product, but is a hand cream. Um, so Neutrogena makes a great hand cream, mm-hmm. not Neutrogena Norwegian formula hand cream, which is a mouthful. Mm-hmm. But um, if you can remember all of that, the Norwegian formula hand cream, it's an absolutely great hand cream that keeps your, your hands hydrated. Mm-hmm. And we're always washing our hands. You know, I see tons of hand dermatitis, 
hand eczema, irritation, mm-hmm. all that I get it stuff. all the time. I'm sure you the same way as being a fellow physician. Absolutely. Between every patient and all those alcohol-based ones, cleansers too. It's so bad for our hands. It's always drawing mine out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it's a great um, product that you can keep in your pocket. You can keep in your purse. You can keep one in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it, it will help you avoid some trouble down the road if mm-hmm. you just your hands really well moisturized. I have a couple little travel size of those that I keep in a bunch of different places. And I know a lot of dermatologists, y'all have those little sample sizes, which are fantastic. Mm-hmm. They can People can come see you, get some sample sizes of that. Absolutely. Wonderful. Now, of course, we would be remiss if we did not talk about sunscreen going into the summer. And so it's so important. I think a lot of people miss on and the three things, the number, using the right number of SPF, making sure it's broad spectrum, and then kind of using enough and reapplying it. So, uh, you know, what are your rules for sunscreen going into the summer? Um, so I think you hit a lot of the really important points. Um, to begin with, the SPF 30 is essential or above, SPF 30 mm-hmm. or above, on every part of the body. So a lot of my patients, um, still come in with a moisturizer that has sunscreen in it or a makeup that has sunscreen mm-hmm. in it, and it may only be a SPF 15. Mm-hmm. And we can just really do better nowadays. Yeah. Um, there are just so many great products that have an adequate SPF in it, and, and 15 just isn't enough. So that's yeah. really important. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of the beauty products where it's mixed in with the tinted moisturizer, I find that they usually have too low of an SPF, which is why I end up mm-hmm. not not multitasking for that when it comes to my SPF. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really important. Um, the other thing is sometimes people, you know, wonder, well, you know, I've heard that if it's, you don't need something that's really high, you don't need a 70 or an 80. And I agree that that's true. Um, there was a point in time when the, every week at the drugstore you can find a SPF that was ten higher than the one that was there the last. SPF one hundred and ten or something. I remember. Absolutely. That. Yes. If a little bit is good, a lot is better, right? Right. So, really, an SPF of fifty is mm-hmm. about where the efficacy starts to fall after that, mm-hmm. or at least plateau. It doesn't go beneath that. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're really looking for something that's a, you know, a superior sunscreen, then look at looking for something that's closer to an SPF of 50 and also with physical blockers mm-hmm. uh, rather yes. than chemical blockers. Yeah, and um, explain and to I, our listeners what you mean by physical blockers, too, so they know what the ingredients are to be looking for. So those are the things that sort of sit on top of the skin and mm-hmm. physically block the UV radiation from mm-hmm. the skin. And their titanium dioxide um, is a big one, and zinc oxide. Mm-hmm. And if you ever remember seeing a commercial or even in person, that really tasty white stuff that like looks like that they would put on a yes, the lifeguards. lifeguards. Yep, we've come a long exactly. way, fortunately. They've come a long way, but that's the stuff. But now it's available in micronized formulas, which. Mm-hmm go on without that tasty look but provide mm-hmm. the same protection of the zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. Wonderful. And of course, we have to talk about reapplying, especially if you're out. I find that a lot of people just, they put it on once in the morning and they forget it. But that SPF of 30 or 50 doesn't work all day long. It does not. And 
remember, there's no such thing as waterproof. Um, mm-hmm. And that's actually something that, you know, it has been taken off of or should have been taken off of sunscreens because it was really a fallacy. There's no sunscreen that you can go into the ocean and come back out and it's still on or you can sweat playing tennis for two hours and it's still on. Mm-hmm. So I think for all practical purposes, ignore it if it says waterproof or water Mm -hmm. resistant and just go ahead and reapply. There's no harm in it, Um, but at least every couple of hours, Mm -hmm. especially if you're really out on the beach or if you're out in the sun or you're sweating or in the water. Great rule. And you're right. Don't let the... Just like the super high SPF can be give people a false sense of security, waterproof can as well. So treat them all like they're not waterproof and reapply every couple of hours. Right. Love it. All right. Uh, China, tell us the one thing that you do for your skin every day that uh, you swear by. Is it moisturizing? Is it washing it before bed? What is it that you do? Give us a, a, the, one last little dermatologist secret. I will say my product with which I'm most consistent is an antioxidant blend that I use every single morning because Mm -hmm. I know that there's a long-term effect and I can see a difference every day in pigmentation and maintaining clear skin. And what by antioxidant blend explain for all of our listeners so they know exactly what you're talking about. Um, so the one that I use is by SkinCeuticals, and it's a mm-hmm. serum, but you can find antioxidants in lotions or creams or whatever works for your skin type. The most notable one is vitamin C, mm-hmm. um, which is a really important one for the um, skin. Vitamin mm-hmm. E and other um, sort of things that help um, arm your skin and your skin cells with the defense that they need against UV radiation, other mm-hmm. than just blocking the UV radiation with sunscreen. Wonderful. And I, that, I'm really glad we got to mention that. You, we had touched on antioxidants earlier, but when it comes to them, vitamin C is really a powerhouse. So you wear that and then you put your sunscreen on top of it, right? Yep, exactly. All right. And uh, you mentioned the SkinCeuticals blend. Uh, any other tips or tricks that you do in the last 30 seconds? Again, going into the summer, I really love my hyaluronic acid. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just a really lightweight way to hydrate the skin without mm-hmm. making it too heavy or mm-hmm. because my skin tends to be sort of right middle of the road, not too oily, not too dry. And I find mm-hmm. that that's the perfect one for me. Wonderful. We'll have to check it out. And that's good for people with sensitive skin too? Yes, absolutely. Wonderful. As somebody, I just look at something uh, uh, with active ingredients and my skin turns red. So I have really sensitive skin and have to be careful with what I buy. So that's very helpful. All right, everybody, don't forget the key lessons here. Pay attention to your own skin. Don't pay attention necessarily to whatever trend of BBCCDD is out on the market. And when it comes to sunscreen, at least 30 to 50 with physical blockers. And there's no such thing as waterproof. You just listen to Dr. China Steele. She's Atlanta-based dermatologist. Find more on her at atlantadermatologists.com. Or follow her on Twitter at Steel S T E E L E Derm. Ask and uh, ask me your questions as well at Dr. Daria. And thanks for listening to Share Care Radio on Radio MD. Stay well. <laughs> <laughs>